What's up guys welcome to Professor Reddit. This is your host Awace. This podcast is about all sorts of stories. Stories about people's day-to-day lives, problems and incidents. Okay let's get started. Enjoy. Story 1. Am I the asshole for sending my mother to prison? My mother is in prison for defrauding the government for 10 plus years, which finally caught with her. About 2 years ago, I was subpoenaed by the court to testify, and ended up being the testimonial that ultimately sent her to federal prison. She has been in prison for just over a year now. As a result, we are estranged. However, I wasn't given much of a choice, because my current profession has strict legal requirements that I can't risk bending, or I'll lose everything. Fast forward to this past week, my maternal grandfather passed away suddenly from complications from a stroke he had two months ago. Everyone is sad and devastated, and it's been hard to reconcile the loss during COVID-19. A lot of prisons will grant furlough for those who wish to attend their loved one's funeral something we already had to do back in February when my grandmother passed away. And I was the one who filled out the paperwork and was 100% responsible for my mother during her furlough. So once I received news of my grandfather's passing, I started on the paperwork but stopped because it turned out that my grandfather is going straight to cremation without a funeral or service because that is what my grandfather wanted. And I told my family that we weren't furloughing my mother out because of the fact there is no service or funeral. My family understood. Fast forward to today when my sibling calls me to thank me for furloughing our mom out. Shocked and confused, I asked the obvious, what do you mean? Turns out, as I discovered by calling the prison, that my aunt busted my mother out of prison on falsified documents where they forged my signature and gave my contact information. And told the prison that there was a funeral and that my mother's presence was required. 1. I live in a separate province. 2. There isn't a funeral or service. There is absolutely no reason for her to be outside of prison during a pandemic. Especially when prisons are covered 19 hotspots. So I had to call the police because if caught, I could lose my livelihood, my license and a career I love. After all, my mother didn't want to grieve in prison and has zero regards for anyone else's health and well-being. I texted everyone in my family to encourage my aunt and my mother back to prison or I would have no choice but to call the police and charge my aunt with identity theft and have a warrant issued for my mother. Something I, really, don't want to do. However, my family is calling me an insensitive asshole for not allowing the family to get together to grieve because I can't be there and I'm taking it out on them. So I called my aunt directly and recorded the call and told her if she didn't return my mother to prison by noon tomorrow, I would call the police and have them issue a warrant for my mother and have her charged with identity theft. Am I the asshole for not allowing my family for using me to basically prison break my mother? Edit. No funeral. I double checked with father's partner. Edit 2. Called police. Police confirm I will not face legal repercussions as I'm a victim. Update. Spoke to my lawyer and asked how it was possible for my aunt to pick up my mother from prison. Turns out, due to the pandemic, visitors are a no-no. In my case, inmates who are furloughed go through all the steps to leave, but the family members are outside waiting. And on a page I did not see originally, they had my aunt's address as a potential address for my mother to stay, but it was put as a secondary, not as a primary. 
so I guess the ball was severely dropped, but I won't have definitive answers till I call on Monday. Update 2, y'all. Please stop assuming my brother is going to prison. He is a lot of things, but he wouldn't help my mother or aunt with this jailbreak. If anything, he is a grief-stricken victim who just wanted to see his mom for the first time since the pandemic and be sad about our grandfather, who is also currently being an asshole because he feels I should let them all grieve. It's a fucked up situation, but my brother did nothing illegal. Calm down. Now you heard the post, here are the replies of readers. NTA. Please stop giving these people chances. Call the police, report the identity theft and let the cops go after whoever. This is not your fault and the longer you hesitate and give chances and worry you're an asshole, the more likely it is that this will ruin your life. NTA. And you should turn your aunt in, regardless. She stole your identity, forged your signature, and potentially mixed your name up in a prisoner escape. No way. She should be sharing a cell with your mother. Holy heck NTA op definition. NTA your family particularly your aunt should know falsifying a document is illegal they are compromising your career doing this. To call you an insensitive asterisk asterisk hol really tells me your family doesn't care for your career and future endeavors they should know what they are doing right now is illegal. Man obviously NTA. But I feel kinship for you. My mother has never been caught committing fraud. I have suspicions about things she did when I was a kid, but no proof. I complete fraud investigatory work as a part of my career. Earlier this year, when my fianc was furloughed he applied for our unemployment benefits. But due to my earnings slash savings he wasn't eligible. Mum's response he shouldn't have told them you were in a relationship. Should have just said you were housemates. Sigh. Yes mum, because committing welfare fraud is exactly what I should do considering my job. Now story 2. Enjoy. Am I the asshole for refusing to let my brother-in-law into my house after he said that I should forgotten about my deceased 5 months old daughter? I female 26 lost my daughter 2 months ago. She was in perfect health. I truly never really understood what went wrong. She passed away in her sleep they said that it was Sid and it was nobody's fault. But I just regret not waking up that night and found her not breathing in the morning. It was so devastating that I been having troubles falling asleep after this. My mother-in-law started blaming me and talking behind my back. Everyone just ignored her while my brother-in-law kept repeating her words in front of me just to hurt me. He brought his fianca to the funeral and stayed on his phone the entire time. He told me to my face that we shouldn't have had a funeral because my daughter was an infant, so a funeral wasn't necessary as in she was any less. Then, about 3 weeks after the funeral, he paid us a visit to hand me and my husband his wedding invitation. He started commenting on how pale I looked and said that he was baffled that I still haven't moved on from my duogta's unexpected death. Even said that I shouldn't be worried because we will just have another one, like he was talking about a piece of furniture. I felt so annoyed and the last straw was when he asked how he and his future wife could avoid having this happen to them when they have a baby in the future and ask me to be honest if my daughter had a defect from birth. I just lost it. I got up, gave him his stupid invitation back and told him to leave. He started calling me nasty names and said that his mom was right about me. I yelled at him. After he went on and on about how I needed help with my superiority complex and other things. The whole family started calling me inconsiderate and said that I hurt my brother-in-law and 
just because I was grieving I had no right to kick him out and disrespect him like that. My husband was away from home. He got mad when he heard and he minimized his contact with his family. Now his family is blaming me and saying that I indeed am the bad guy here because everything my brother-in-law and his mom said was true. He came to my house to talk to my husband but I refused to let him in saying he wants to apologize when he realized he could lose his brother. Now you heard the post, here are the replies of readers. I'm sorry for your loss. If you don't remember your baby as a mother, who will? But over time, grief will give way to longing, and if it doesn't, seek help. There is pathological grief, that is a disease. Three weeks is very little time, especially with something so suddenly he had no sympathy for you. That's the kind of thing that justifies striking someone out of your life forever. NTA. Edit. He's probably talking bad about you to everyone and making up stories. When you're less emotional, write down everything he said and did that day and send it to your whole family you have the right to defend yourself. The whole family started calling me inconsiderate and said that I hurt my brother-in-law. Excuse me, what? He tells you to basically just forget about your child that you lost barely a month ago but you are the one being inconsiderate? Your bill is a heartless bastard who should contemplate about the way he behaves around you. NTA. Big time. I'm so sorry for your loss. I know you have heard this already, but from a stranger on the internet, please please listen. This was not your fault. You did not cause this. There is likely nothing you could have done. The baby's brain and body just weren't quite right. We have lost babies to SIDS or cot death forever. It's an awful mystery of why some babies just don't wake up, and it's an awful game of what if that's haunted mothers for thousands of years. Remember, love, cherish your baby. It was your baby, you knew it the best, and you are the person with the most memories. Do not ever feel like you will forget, nor should anyone ever tell you that you should. You loved that child, you lost that child, and you will grieve that child. Again, I'm so sorry. No one should be treating you with anything but compassion and love. If you were my sister, you'd be tucked in a chair, watching a good program, and drinking tea, while I made you relax. NTA. Also, it sounds like your husband is solid. These people are terrible. I think you need some time away from his whole family, maybe 3MO or so. Block them on everything, and tell your husband you don't want to discuss them until you're ready. Now story 3. Enjoy. Am I the asshole for telling my son his wife is dumb and a prude? So my son actually said we should post this and see. My son and Dil are currently staying with us, hopefully for a very limited period of time, because she is driving me insane. Yesterday Dil walked into my bedroom without knocking, and was super offended, because she saw my husband naked. Now technically she should have knocked, but she was returning my hair straightener, and I'm not that offended. The issue is she was offended by seeing my husband naked and wanted us to apologize to her. My husband laughed in her face and said he'll stand in our room naked if he wants. I told her she should apologize for barging in and let it go. Dill keeps bringing it up and saying how uncomfortable it made her and how we should care more about her emotional health. That just made my husband laugh again. So currently there is a lot of tension in the house. My son said he is on our side, but for the sake of having peace he wants me, not even his dad, but me to apologize. I told him his wife is ridiculous, and he said I can't say that, because I just can't. So I told him that I think she is dumb and a prude. 
Dil doesn't know I called her that, but she is still upset and called my husband a misogynist for getting changed in his own bedroom. Now you heard the post, here are the replies of readers. NTA, your bedroom, your rules. You can be naked in your room and reasonably expect someone to knock before they come in. I imagine if you walked in on her naked she'd be mortified and would expect you to apologize to her, not the other way around. NTA what a strange reaction she is having. I'm sure she was embarrassed for what she saw, but seriously how would anyone but her own apology? He was behind closed doors in his own room. Now, if he was naked standing in their room, maybe then there is some explanation or apology necessary. Emotional health? How frail do you have to be to have your emotional health affected by seeing some old dude's penis when entering his room without knocking? NTA if anyone should apologize it's her. NTA. Obviously. She's staying with you, borrowing your stuff, hair straightener, coming into your room without knocking, and offended that she finds your husband just being a person in your own private room. Entitled as hell. I'd be mortified and apologizing if I was in her shoes. Son needs to speak up, based on what he really thinks, if he does in fact agree like you say, instead of trying to create a world in which people cater to his wife's fragility or his marriage will be long indeed. Now story 4. Enjoy. Am I the asshole for replacing room keys for $2 to avoid a $250 fee in our housing units? I live in a housing unit slash dorm just outside of our college. It's not affiliated and is run by a third party company. It's a bit average, but it's a nice place to live and is a bit cheaper than living on campus. The problem is our room keys. We use cards with magnetic strips on the back, like you would find in a motel. Most of these cards are between 3 and 6 years old and in terrible condition. When you move in, you get given cards from the last people in that room and if you're lucky, you have minimal problems, but this is the minority more than the majority. If you want a replacement card for any reason, you are charged $250. Lost, damaged or just not working, it's $250. Most people just make sure they come and go during office hours so that I can let them in. If their card doesn't work, or people just share within a rumors they might have one working card between four people. This doesn't really work for me, because I work until 4am most nights, so if my card doesn't work, I have to sleep in my car until someone can let me into the building at 8am. Recently my card stopped working altogether, wouldn't swipe in at all. The office staff told me it would be $250, despite the car being around since the beginning of time, which is clear, because you can't even read the name of the company that was once printed on it. No exceptions. Now this sucks, because I, like most people here, don't just have a spare $250 for a card. So I did a bit of research. A card with a mag stripe doesn't have a lot of security on it. So I purchased a $85 card reader slash writer from Amazon and had it sent to me overnight. The next day, I borrowed a roommate's card and cloned it onto a new blank card. The machine came with 20 and it worked amazingly. Problem solved. Of course, my roommates heard about this, so I cloned all their broken, worn cards onto new ones and we just threw the old ones into the office drop box. This spread like wildfire, and when everyone started coming back after COVID restrictions, I was the go-to person for card replacements. 
I charged people $2 for the card, $1 to help me pay off the machine, and $1 for the blank card, and then just threw the damage cards in the office drop box as well. The building administration caught on after I had done about 50 cards and asked to speak with me. They gave me a massive lecture on how I was depriving them of much needed income during a pandemic and that it was a security issue that I was cloning cards and said I need to stop what I was doing and they will be the only people who can provide cards. I thought I was doing something good and helping out people who couldn't afford the replacement but the lecture the administrators gave me got me thinking that I may be the R as they are pretty good to us otherwise. Now you heard the post, here are the replies of readers. NTA, the fact they are not replacing cards at the beginning of a lease and using card replacement as a form on income shows you are not the asshole. If they replaced the cards at the beginning of a lease and then had the replacement charges away to discourage loss or theft, then you would have been the asshole. $250 is robbery for magnetic cards. I'm no lawyer, but that doesn't even sound legal. Cards like that are supposed to be disposable and easily replaceable. You put it next to your phone, bam, dead. Next to a magnet in your wallet, boom, dead. NTA and you need to look into that more. You're still paying rent right. Then they are making money. Pandemic my ass. $250 for a mag strip card is extortion. I'd take that up with student affairs. And if that didn't work the local newspaper. College students have enough to pay for without BS like that. I almost wonder if that's something you could sue for. They want to be the only distributors of something they want to be the only provider of and charging a ridiculous price for it. NTA. The policy sucks. If the key is damaged from normal wear and tear then it should be replaced. I had analog keys that had to be copied at the hardware store. The only time I had to pay was when I lost it. I can understand the $250 if someone loses a card because they should rekey that room and replace all the keys for that room. You also just proved the cost of key replacement is a money grubbing scheme and that the security in their building sucks 